Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a free iOS app to download, and you can have a full-blown discussion with me or other sports enthusiasts on your favorite team in terms of breaking news, post-game reaction, whatever the case might be. Give it a shot, and I will tell you guys when I go live, so that way you can interact with me in the future. Well, we have kind of a hot news day, not for the New Jersey Devils, but for the NHL in general, including someone who has appeared on this show, so I'm curious to get Give that a look. And also, what do the New Jersey Devils need to do against the Washington Capitals? It's quite simple if you ask me. So we have a lot to discuss in this episode. So buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.40 p.m. Eastern Time, March 24th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, I am still on my high horse from that New Jersey Devils win. Yes, it almost slipped away from us, but ultimately I'm just glad that we were able to get that much-needed win against the Philadelphia Flyers because if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I gave you guys an update on how the things are looking out east for the New Jersey Devils and the rest of the division and where we stack up and who are we behind in terms of points and how we're slowly but surely starting to sneak our way back into the mix and there's still some time to do so but ultimately the New Jersey Devils need to continue what they're doing in order to just make some noise and just finish in the position that I projected for them to finish before the start of the season so anyway obviously at the time of this recording it is an off day for the New Jersey Devils and ultimately we are going to be playing against the Capitals once this episode goes up so I told you guys the Capitals series is going to be a tough one because remember we have to play them twice then we got to play the Boston Bruins and then we got to play them once more in another two-game series so playing the Capitals four times in six games so either this is going to go really well or really bad for us so you know I guess when you see the same team every so often you kind of get a feeling of what they're trying to do you have a better scouting projection of what they're going to throw at you but you know we'll see how the series goes but ultimately I want to talk about some miscellaneous news that's happening in the NHL right now so ultimately let's go out to San Jose and let's see what's happening with our boy Curtis Gabriel so if you're a new listener or if you don't remember Curtis Gabriel actually appeared on this show back in early February to discuss his career his activism and he's an overall great guy off the rink but on the rink and he even admits that he is a big time enforcer he's someone you do not want to tangle with he will fight you he doesn't care if you're the biggest man on the team he doesn't care if he'll lose the fight because he is like a dog he will go down swinging or he's gonna beat you he's gonna bite you whatever the case might be but uh nonetheless Curtis Gabriel just a big time enforcer and will impose his will with the short amount of ring time that he gets so this season he has played in 10 games for San Jose and he has spent 36 minutes in the penalty box For his career, he has been in 48 NHL games, so we're uh, talking about his totals with the Minnesota Wild, the New Jersey Devils, and also the San Jose Sharks, so 48 career NHL games, 
and 134 minutes total in the penalty box. So why are we talking about Curtis Gabriel? Well, recently he's been making some headlines. So he was fined after starting a pregame altercation with a Los Angeles Kings player. So his total fine, Curtis has to pay $3,000 and Bugner has to pay $5,000 on Tuesday and the Sharks organization was also assessed with a conditional fine of $25,000 which will be collected if there is any similar inappropriate behavior in the next year so what happened was that Gabriel cross-checked Los Angeles defensiveman Curtis McDermott in the back near center ice during pregame warm-ups and the two then fought in the first period so uh, Curtis Gabriel was just poking the bear and then they just tussled when the game went on and overall listen Hockey is all about fights. You know, we, we love a good hockey fight, but overall, let it be in between the games. Like, in between the first horn and then the final horn. So when that first horn goes in period number one, and then when the final horn goes off in period number three, that's when you fight. You don't fight pregame or postgame because as P.K. Subban once said in an interview, hockey is a game of, you know, just so much respect where they don't need the referees to police the game because, you know, it's one of those sports where you can literally fight someone and then after the game, you're going out and getting drinks. You're going out for dinner, things of that nature. So Curtis Gabriel, like, listen, I know you're in a force and listen, I, I, I'm not trying to bash him or anything because I was so fortunate enough to have him appear on my show and talk about his hockey career. But overall, you know, you got to be smarter than that, especially, and he even admits this himself, he's fighting tooth and nail to always make a roster spot for the NHL. So, you know, when, when you're trying to do that, yes, you want to be an enforcer. Yes, you want to impose your will. But at the same time, you just got to be smarter than that. You cannot do things like that because you're just asking for trouble. You're asking for drama. You're asking for fines. And quite honestly, these are the kind of moves that get you sent down or just flat out cut because I don't think Curtis Gabriel is taking up too much salary cap in terms of how it's broken down in the San Jose Sharks organization. So uh, for someone like Curtis Gabriel, who I believe is only signed to a one-year deal for the minimum and is also just a two-way player, you got to be a little careful. you got to be smarter. Yes, I get it. You're, you're just trying to make your name present. You want to be known. That's why he's got this, you know, potato power thing going out on Twitter. But at the same time, you know, I just found this story very interesting because at the same time, hockey is known for its fights, but they're trying to break away from that stereotype because they're trying to get more viewers to watch the sport of hockey that isn't all about fighting. So, you know, when you're trying to convince a viewer to watch hockey, the only reason they'll watch it is for the fights, and that's not what the game is about. It's part of it. Don't get me wrong. So, you know, without the fights, it's not hockey. But at the same time, you know, that's not what they want to be known for, and overall, that's just a bad representation of what hockey is. So, you know, for Curtis Gabriel, great guy. You know, I love that he came on my show. And obviously, I'm sure New Jersey still holds a special place in his heart because that's where he got his first career goal. But overall, man, you know, that's not how you uh, go about your business. That's not how you do it. And if you are going to do it, make sure you're good friends with the guy. So I think it's safe to say that he and McDermott are not uh, friends in that case. So, Overall, for uh, Curtis Gabriel, you know, I love the effort. I love the passion. I love the fieriness. I love the determination. Dog it, whatever the case might be. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to do things like that because overall, that's what gets you cut. That's what gets you sent down. And maybe uh, teams, you know, don't really look upon that favorably 
and overall that's how you get booted out of the league and now you're playing somewhere overseas where Google Translate is your best friend and for Curtis Gabriel I just really want to see him succeed because like I said we need people like uh, Gabriel in the NHL due to his activism and just his determination and how he takes care of his business on the rink but you know at the same time you know just you know you're, you're not a big name player and he even knows that he admitted that but Overall, it's just like, you know, you know, you, you don't really have that much uh, power to just say I could do what I want in that case. So uh, Sharks general manager Doug Wilson said that he wants his players to play hard, but to do it within the context of the game and whistle the whistle. Wilson also said that he agrees with the punishment and that the team has addressed it internally. And I looked at the starting uh, lineup for the Sharks tonight, and Curtis Gabriel is not on the fourth line. So, you know, uh, just putting that out there. So hopefully this doesn't come back to haunt him. But overall, you know, why did I want to discuss this? Well, you know, it's an off day for the New Jersey Devils. We play the Capitals again. I think you guys are getting a little tired of my redundantness of, you know, during the pregame and postgame. So just wanted to shake it up a little bit and just talk about some miscellaneous things that are going on in the NHL right now. And I thought this was a good topic to discuss because, yes, we're not locked on sharks but at the same time Curtis Gabriel is a friend of the show has appeared on it and overall I just wanted to you know just address it and just say you know we're still thinking of Curtis Gabriel but overall I'm gonna have a potato after this so you know just follow Curtis Gabriel on Twitter if you want to know what I'm talking about in terms of the potato so potato power Curtis but at the same time you know uh, I think potato uh, you know helps with your brain a little bit in terms of just like thought process because it's a very good meal so you know just use that potato power wisely my young padawan you know that's a star wars reference for anyone who, who didn't know but anyway i think it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from locker room so let's take that away need to learn more about locker room well i got you covered it's a live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use talk to me other fans athletes and insiders in real time Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. So join in on the conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Devils podcast show. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group. Follow me at TreyMat4 or Locked On Devils to be notified when my room goes live. Come with your spiciest, hot, flaming takes. I don't care. I take all comers, okay? I am looking for all the sports debate. I want all the smoke, so let me have it on the Locker Room app. I look forward to interacting with all of you, and hopefully you guys can be featured onto my show if you do come on. So just download the Locker Room app on the iOS and create your profile, and I will let you guys know when I go live. So check it out. Alrighty, so the second live read this morning will come from Built Bar, and they are doing something very special for the month of March, so let's take it away real quick. Okay, everybody, we've heard of March Madness for basketball, but have you heard of March Madness for Built Bar? So we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is an amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar March Madness. So come on, head over to Built Bar's website and vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bar, and hopefully they advance in the bracket, similar to how college basketball March Madness works. So vote as many times as you possibly can, and hopefully your flavor advances. Personally, I'm a huge fan of chocolate and caramel, and I also love brownies because I'm always cooking brownies with my mother. So 
those are two of my favorite flavors but hopefully uh your favorite personal flavor can advance to the next round as well so remember to use the promo code locked on 20 to get 20 percent off of your next order that is locked on 20 to get 20 percent off of your next order i repeat at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar Man, I love Built Bar so much. Man, those live reads take a lot out of me, and I still got one more to do by the end of this episode. So anyway, talking about miscellaneous news for the NHL, I want to talk about something quite interesting and something that gets brought up quite a lot when their team isn't doing so well and the penalties just aren't going their way. So uh, if you guys missed it, there was a game between the Nashville Predators and the Detroit Red Wings in which a penalty was assigned to Nashville, and obviously a lot of people were confused as to what was going on, but apparently Tim Peel, who was mic'd up for the game, revealed this in an explanation. He said, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get a effing penalty against Nashville early in the and then it's inaudible so that was all that everyone needed to hear because it was clear that you know he was trying to do something against Nashville and maybe help the Detroit Red Wings win I don't know what the case might be I don't know out of all the NHL teams you would want to help the Detroit Red Wings because you know it's not like they're going to the playoffs anyway they totally suck so anyway uh, maybe uh, locked on Red Wings could give a better explanation but anyway that was really interesting to see and it's also a big uh, broadcasting one-on-one issue. So if you are mic'd up or you know you're about to go on air, make sure you do not say something that you might regret. So uh, that's one of the tutorials I gave when I was doing like my broadcasting one-on-one lecture when I was presenting it to my class, which is, you know, uh, when the mics are hot and you're about to go on air, do not say anything jokingly. Do not say anything inappropriate. Do not say something you might regret. If you are within five feet of a microphone, do not do anything. No cussing, no jokes, no nothing. Because if it gets picked up, your career could be in the toilet and you never know when you're going to put on that headset again. But obviously, Tim Peel is not a broadcaster. He is a referee that was mic'd up, which raises the question. You knew you were mic'd up. So obviously, uh, the NHL and other sports in general, they like to mic up the referees because it gives fans a chance to just experience something interesting, just make them more in-depth with the game. So obviously, I've seen a few popular ones uh, on the web where I've seen like referees or umpires or players mic'd up during the course of the game and they say something funny, uh, you know, they're yelling at their team, whatever the case might be. And it's really entertaining, but I think this is the first instance where uh, someone was mic'd up, they knew they were mic'd up, and they accidentally let something slip because usually when someone cusses uh, during their mic'd up, usually they won't broadcast that. They won't show it unless it's like really necessary. So like, um, you know, if you look on the web and you see like um, the New York Mets or, or something like that where uh, one of the umpires was mic'd up and they're trying to discuss with the uh, manager at the time, Terry Collins, as to why his player was ejected. There was a lot of cussing there, but obviously that's entertaining. So you got to show that. But anyway, back to the Tim Peel uh, penalty gate scenario. So anyway, the NHL actually released something uh, a few hours after the game. So National Hockey League Senior Executive Vice President of Hockey Operations Colin Campbell announced today that referee Tim Peel following his comments during the game last night between the Detroit Red Wings and the Nashville Predators no longer will be working NHL games from now or in the future. Nothing is more important than ensuring the integrity of the game, Campbell said. Tim Peel's conduct is in direct contradiction to adherence to the cornerstone principle that we demand of our officials and that to our fans, players, coaches, 
and all those associated with the game expect and deserve. There is no justification for his comments, no matter the context or his intentions, and the National Hockey League will take any and all steps necessary to protect the integrity of the game. So, guys, remember, a lot of players and fans, for that matter, feel like sometimes they get cheated out of certain penalty calls, and unfortunately, Tim Peel just confirmed our suspicions when he was mic'd up and he let that instant slip. So, Obviously, when I saw this, I was really surprised, and just overall, I didn't know how to react to that, so I want you guys to let me know how you have thought of that. So, it's really sad to see, because it's not like Peel was a rookie referee or anything. In fact, he has officiated nearly 1,500 NHL games, including 90 in the playoffs, and he was also a referee for the 2014 Sochi Olympics. So, this is a guy who's been around the game for a long time, so you don't think that knowing that you're mic'd up for, like, you know, the announcers, the uh, stage stadium, the fans, whatever the case might be, you didn't think that, you know, if you said something like that, that it would not get picked up on the microphone. Maybe he thought his microphone was off or whatever the case might be. But like I said, I think this is the first time where I've seen a player or a referee uh, mic'd up and ultimately it just costed them their career because I've seen this a lot with broadcasters. You know, it happens quite frequently, unfortunately. We just saw an example of it uh, just trending on Twitter, I believe a week or two ago, where something was picked up on a basketball broadcast where uh, the players were kneeling and someone uh, ultimately blamed their diabetes for uh, the cause of it, but ultimately said something really um, offensive, and he ultimately got the can. So, you know, that happens in broadcasting quite frequently, but I've never seen it happen with, like, a referee, an umpire, or a player, whatever the case might be. So, this is what's really interesting to see, and like I said, this is still breaking theoretically because you know, it's still relatively new. So this was just very shocking to see, in my opinion, where uh, Tim Peel, who's been around the game for a while, just said that, hey, I know there wasn't a penalty, but I just wanted to get one on Nashville. And then obviously, I wish I could have heard the rest of what he said. But uh, from my end, it was inaudible. So I couldn't really uh, pick anything up. And obviously, if this was before uh, the commercial break. So obviously, uh, he said enough. That's all we have to know. He said just enough to get him uh, fired from his position. And I don't think he'll be associated with the NHL anytime soon or if that ever. So it goes to show you officials like, you know, the integrity of the game is not only important to the fans and the players. It's important to the organization, like your bosses. They they want the games to be called fairly. And so I'm glad that the NHL took action and just said, listen, uh, if that happens ever again, you're getting the can. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So Overall, like I said, this news was just shocking to see, and um, you know, like I said, I'll I'll cover any more if I have any more information. But overall, just very shocking in the NHL world, and I didn't bet that would happen. So speaking of bet, I think it's time for the third live read this morning, and it comes from BetOnline.ag. So let's take that away. March Madness, baby, it's continuing. Who's going to be Sweet 16 champions and then go to the Elite Eight? And then the Final Four. Who's going to be cutting the nets? Place your bets. College basketball and the NHL are in full swing. We already have some big matchups on schedule, on tabs. So BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. So real-time updated odds and props on almost anything. You can imagine Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games 
of the week, NBA players of the week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this, that, or third. Also visit at BetOnline underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody so anyway obviously we have a game versus the washington capitals so i'm going to give you guys some quick stats and also players to look out for like i usually do in my pregame analysis so uh for the new jersey devils and this is uh from the last five games or so Points goes to Travis Zajac once again. So Zajac has been on a roll because I believe the last pregame analysis I did, uh, Zajac had like six points. So you just love the consistency from Zajac showing in day in and day out. So overall, Zajac has been hot the last five or so games. So five points in those uh, five game spans. So uh, keep an eye out for Zajac to do something. He also has two goals to that credit. So, obviously, uh, Zajac is one to look out for. So, hopefully, he can keep that consistency going against the Washington Capitals because we really need that. We need all hands on deck the next six games because it's going to be tough. And I know the Boston Bruins are probably looking for revenge. I know we've had their number pretty much all year. But at the same time, you know, they are the reigning President Trophies winners from just last season. So, they can, like, turn it on and off whenever they want. They are contenders and they are legit. So, Overall, the Boston Bruins are also a team that we cannot take lightly, and we can't just say that it's going to be like the Flyers, Rangers, or Sabres, where, you know, we could pretty much guarantee a win, but, you know, obviously it's the New Jersey Devils. You know what I mean. Uh, we, we can't treat it like it's a Sabres or uh, a Flyers game or, or a Rangers game in terms of just, like, the easiness, I guess, or the potential easiness because the Devils usually blow them. So, you know, that's my overall point. But assists. Ty Smith has four assists in his last five games. And he also has a plus minus of five. So Ty Smith is really efficient, everybody. Do you need more proof? Just look at that. So Ty Smith is going to be a future Norris Trophy winner. And by the way, at the time of this recording, it is indeed his birthday. So happy birthday, Ty Smith. And you can take that to the bank. I say Ty Smith will be a Norris Trophy winner in the next few years. You can, I guarantee it. All right. Keep an eye out for him. He's already one of the best rookies out east, so uh, he's already on his way. I don't think he'll win the Vesna, but at the same time, you know, he is really putting a, a together an impressive rookie year. So I just want to say that. So Mackenzie Blackwood, overall his record is 8-8-1, eight and eight and one, and he has a goals against average of 2.91. So remember last week when I said it was 3.13, so... Uh, it's coming down slowly but surely it is coming down so uh his save percentage is now 908 so i think mckenzie blackwood the return of the mac i am expecting for him to have a very efficient series against the bruins and the capitals i'm just putting that out there so you know that's my player to watch mckenzie blackwood can he be what he was earlier this year and just keep us in the game and also what is ty smith going to do i'm excited to see that so overall for the new jersey devils uh, those are the players to watch. And on the other side of the spectrum, here are some players that we need to look out for on the Capitals. So, doesn't even go without saying that we need to keep an eye out for Ovechkin because in his last five games, he has six points, five of them goals. So, try to keep Ovechkin from scoring and lighting the lamp. That's all I have to say. Assist is Carlson. So, uh, similar to Ty Smith, if you want to beat Ty Smith or if you want to beat um, 
overall just someone who's hot in terms of passing for the New Jersey Devils. Just try to, like, you know, don't let them create. That's all I have to say. It's simple as that. I don't know why I was trying to make that so complicated. But, uh, yeah, keep just make sure Carlson, uh, you know, just doesn't pass the puck around too effectively. That he's not creating opportunities for his teammates. So, overall, Ovechkin and Carlson, those are the two uh, players that we need to look out for on the uh, other side of the spectrum for the Capitals because Carlson has 27 points in 31 games, 7 of them goals, 20 assists. So try to keep um, Carlson in check on the assists. That's all I have to say. He's an alternate captain for a reason, guys. So uh, Schultz has a plus-minus of 4, so I don't know what to think on that. So overall, uh, and keep the Capitals away from the power play. Okay, if the Devils are going to go into the penalty kill, don't. Because we are dead last in the entire league in terms of penalty kill percentage. Uh, 31st position, 70.8% uh, on the penalty kill. Whereas uh, the Capitals are 81% and they are 11th in the league. Uh, power play percentage for them, they are 25.6%. And that's 7th best in the league. And the Devils are 28th in the league in terms of power play. So overall, specialty teams, just do your job. Uh, stay out of the penalty box. Do not give them a power play opportunity. And if you go into the power play, um, I'll pray for you. That's all I have to say. Pray for the New Jersey Devils specialty teams against the Washington Capitals. Because remember, in our last matchup, we lost 5-4 to four in a quick OT. But we still came back. We clawed our way back. But you cannot play behind the game the entire time. Otherwise, it will come back to bite you. So overall, for the New Jersey Devils, that's all we need to do. It's that simple. Just go out there and play the game simply. Take it one game at a time. Don't think about playing them four times in six games. Just think about one game, next game, then the Bruins, then the Bruins again, Capitals, Capitals, just try to get some points so we can claw our way back and continue our little hot streak, because right now, we have the right amount of momentum, we just need to put it into high gear, that's all I'm saying, but anyway, that's about all the time I have for you guys today, thanks for listening, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey, go Devils, and please, please, continue our hot streak against the Capitals, I will see you guys in the next episode.